Well, good afternoon, guys. Welcome to Beyond the Notion with me, Chloe Ferguson. I have a very exciting guest with me today, and his name is Troy Titley from Nuns of the Tundra. So welcome, Troy. Mate, thank it's you very much for having me. So nice to, uh, yeah, you, you kind of hear a song. I've, I've heard this song, I think, about three years ago, maybe four years ago. And it's really cool to actually uh, be able to speak to the person who wrote it and um, like with all of our songs. But uh, this one was, I saw the music video uh, for this one and I was like, it, it's so well done. And I, I thought to myself today, I'm going to just not watch the music video. I'm going to just listen to the whole thing. And um, it's a really, really great song. Like I know it's older, but it's, it's amazing. So well done for doing, you know, composing it. It's brilliant. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it was um, it was a really fun one to write. It was kind of um, an experiment. I'd never really tried to write outside of that kind of boundary of um, say like straight four four rhythms and stuff like that. And it was um, it was mostly because actually of another um, well reasonably local band. I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Chronographs. They're um, they're kind of like um, a tech metal band. Um, our bassist actually used to be in them. That's just a coincidence that happened a couple of years later. But I remember at the time I was speaking to um, Tom Ridley, who was the guitarist, trying to work out how I'm going to start this new band. And he was just starting to release these amazing songs that were like listenable, but um, kind of just kind of pressed the line of being um, prog, I guess, or math rock. And I kind of wanted to attempt something similar. So that's where this idea came from, really. Yeah, I was, I'm glad you mentioned the um, the rhythm because I'm I've always been terrible as a musician. Honestly, I, I I think my rhythm's okay, and people have said to me, "Oh, you've got good rhythm," but it's so. What's the word? It's definitely oh, did I did did that just happen? And <laughs> it, it's like the um, Blondie. Uh, oh, I've got the name of the song, but the the rhythm. Exactly it, what you mean. Heart Yeah. Oh. I got, but it's, um, and that's one of the things we did in college. I remember thinking, oh my goodness, it, it messes with you. And you think, did I just hear that? Or was it was it the background noise of, you know, when I listened to the <laughs> song? But it's so tight the way you guys play it. And the production is obviously mint and everything like that. But it's, I'm just, and I actually, I'm going to ask you a lot about lyrics today as well, mm-hmm. because I was reading through them before and it sounds terrible. But when I've listened to the song uh, over the past few years, I, I was focusing so much on the music and um, the music video, which is awesome, by the way. Um, I didn't listen to the lyrics and I'm looking now, I'm looking on your, let me see what, I'm looking on the Bandcamp actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you guys want to see the lyrics uh, available on Bandcamp, but it's great. In, in the, um, well, not chorus, but second part of the song, I don't want to lose my mind. I don't want to lose control. Burn right through the night into you. It's and then you've got this part I really liked where it says, nettle stings from pretty things, mark my way home. All my little life I've been so lost and now I'm found. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, it's it's not just a striking rhythm and sort of melodically as well, but the lyrics are just sort of like, oh, it kind of matches, I think, a parallel to the hard hitting music. And did you write these lyrics yourself? Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting you, you kind of mentioned how the music kind of is the first thing you hear and that's that's just kind of how I write as a guitarist first who took on kind of writing lyrics and doing vocals just because I didn't have anyone else to do it. I think that's, that's kind of the first impression you get of nuns and especially mind's eye is like this was obviously written on guitar. So it wasn't like the lyrics were an afterthought or anything, but um, yeah, it, it, the, the way I kind of wrote them and the, the idea I originally had for this and a few other songs, which didn't really happen, it just ended up as this one, was I was really interested in um, 
kind of the period between being asleep and awake. It's called like hypnogosia, I think. Wow. And it's like, just as you're um, falling asleep, like sometimes you'll realize your mind starts doing funny things or thinking of things that you wouldn't really think. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to get that kind of like ethereal feel into the lyrics as if it's kind of written um, not from a conscious state, which is why it um, sometimes talks about like heaven and fire and stuff, but and um, time hanging on a string and dangling, you know, all these things that kind of don't connect to real life so much. So that's kind of what, and then I kind of bring it home by talking about walking home. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of all over the place. It doesn't really have like one real meaning. I kind of wanted people to, you know, you, you don't want to put meaning onto it when other people can maybe gain their own from it. That's the vibe I got. So I was going to do my usual question. As you, if, if you guys have heard my other episodes, you'll know that I ask, what's the narrative? But with this one, it's kind of obvious. It's one of those ones that it's not, how can I explain? It's not like frivolous. It's not all over the show to the point where you're, you're thinking it's so multi-perceptive, uh, but it's definitely, you could tell there was a few things and maybe a few intentions that you were going for, but for the purpose of not having an intention, not just one intention, it's kind of, it, and you kind of sometimes it's a bit like a like um, Bohemian Rhapsody where I found out a few years ago apparently that's more or less uh, organized nonsense that song lyrically and it's it's just kind of everywhere. I'm not comparing your song to Bohemian Rhapsody at all, but <laughs> <laughs> very different songs, you know. But both both fantastic in their own ways. Best. But, um, but yeah, and queen, yeah. yeah, I was going to say what I, I didn't think I'd mention them at all in this context with you, but. <laughs> um, yeah. What I was going to say was I also did something today in that I was watching the music video again and um, I was looking at the comments just because when you read comments, it gives you all these different other perceptions of the song. And um, someone, I'm going to talk about a bit about the music. Somebody put, I love this song, guys. It's very dreamy in the chorus. And you know what? It is. It kind of goes into a place from what I can hear as the chorus. And it does even um, harmonically as well, like um, the chords you've got. And I love that. I've heard that in, there's another song in Baby that you've done. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, matches. And, and it's, yeah. it has this thing and it's like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I really, really like, uh, and the way that it's structured as well. You can't even, I personally, and maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't find, I'm so used to writing pop songs, which are A, B, A, B. But with this one, it's uh, it goes into this section, um, Through My Mind's Eye, burning through heaven to the fire. I'm left there bleeding out. There's like so many different sections. And I absolutely yeah. love um, that. I'm glad, yeah. It's um, it's another thing that um, structure is by far, for me, the hardest thing to write. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, you can write that kind of really tight structure of a song. You know, you, you learn a structure, don't you? You listen to music, you know exactly how a song's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. But occasionally you do want to kind of bug that perception and trying to figure out how to do that without people going, oh, that sounds wrong, that shouldn't be that way, is probably the hardest part for me. Um, Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Like, I know that, for instance, the bridge isn't where a bridge usually would be. Like, I kind of wanted to move it as kind of like a surprise section to before the second chorus. So it comes in straight after the second verse finishes. Then it goes into a bridge. And I kind of wanted to match that with like, um, the infliction of my voice changing just at the end to like signify this isn't going to go where you think and then kind of do a part that sounds like um, it's another voice or another kind of um, mood so just for that kind of section um, what is it like I don't really know where I'm going 
time hangs on a string and I'm dangling. I just wanted to all of a sudden shift to being like, I'm completely lost. Like up until there, the song sounds like I'm kind of in control, kind of hints at the idea that I'm losing it. And then just for a little bit, it's just like, you're gone. So just kind of getting in that before, because it's kind of a surprise for both the listener and, you know, the protagonist. I guess it's hard to explain it in kind of terms because I don't, I've never really studied songwriting, but I'm just kind of like using my English lit. <laughs> so like using it that way. But um, yeah, so I tried trying to mix it around like that. And then other than that, everything kind of trying to follow the verse, uh, pre-verse, chorus. But then I thought as well, if you cut out the bridge from, um, you know, after the second chorus, then you don't have to necessarily go back into another chorus. So all of a sudden I got more room to write a big outro as opposed to whip right ground. So it kind of came out as like a different rhythm that still kind of sit nicely, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely one of the things as well as the rhythm I noticed. I thought, okay, it, it, you think it goes back to that a certain part, but like you say, before the second chorus, it's like, ah, we've chipped you up here. And I think that's good. <laughs> it keeps you it keeps you active and when you're used to, if someone like me, I'm listening to just these classic verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's, it, it's, it just kind of throw you and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, but it's also very nice. It, it's a really nice part before the second chorus. And um it's impressive. You said you, you've not done any kind of uh, music education. That's right, isn't it? You've never studied music, like songwriting. No, I wish I did. I wish I did. But um, I think um, I kind of just, basically, I, I think I learned what I did from a band I was in before called Hullabaloo, which um, I was in through uni, basically. And the lead guy from that, this guy called Benji Lamb, he's still writing music. I just kind of, he was insane. Like, he's in a band now called Pavilion. He's bringing out music. You should definitely follow, by the way. And um, I kind of learned a lot. It was kind of like, um, I don't know what you even call it. We were a nine piece, so we had a brass section and we um, kind of fit all these different pieces into very, very tight pop songs. So before that, I was kind of, um, I was really into my like uh, stoner rock and like big long songs that didn't, you know, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, put another piece in, it doesn't matter. Just make the song as long as you want. And then coming to a band where it's like, right, we're gonna make this 3.30 maximum you know what I mean and it's going to be the usual sections and just kind of learning exactly how to do that I think is how I learned to like break it as well so although well, I'm not like I'm not music musically educated at all but I would say that like I learned a lot from that band and from Benji specifically so wow. it's just I think it's, yeah it's just about like soaking up someone else who has the knowledge you know what I mean yeah. so like absolutely yeah. it's nice not speaking to people who uh, went to like uni because I, I finished a songwriting course which is great but it's yeah. nice sometimes you guys have obviously might you've probably learned the amount of things but from different sources and it's nice as well I think that you big up your past bands it's sometimes not like that and it's nice you've literally said there was this guy and he actually he literally did inspire me to do structures I think that's a really nice thing it's very civil and it's it's nice. I'm, I will check out those bands and you guys should too, who are listening. I think I've heard of, do you say Pavilion or Pavilion? Pavilion, yeah. Pavilion, I'm sure I've heard of this band somewhere, probably somewhere on the socials, something. I'm not sure. Maybe they've come up on my um, suggestive follows, but yeah, we'll listen to those guys and maybe we can approach them as well. <laughs> yeah, as many people idea. as we want. <laughs> That'd be a really interesting one. Benji can talk. Yeah. Really? Oh, fantastic. He can channel me with my... Um, <laughs> My chatter. <laughs> um, there's so many things that I want to ask you, Troy. I'm not really even, I've not had a proper good listen. I loved um, 
I think the song was called, and this is a bit naughty, guys. I'm breaking the rules a bit and asking Troy about one of his other songs, but I really fell in love with um, another song he released. I think last year, was it Baby's Got a Box? Baby's Got a Box of Matches. I yeah. loved that. And I loved the, the video kind of the, um, you had different, you had sort of different clips um, culminating t- for this really, <laughs> what do you call it, old school, but there's a style name you see I'm very dense about these things too um <laughs> but it's I love that song again I shouldn't talk about it because we're talking about mind's eye but I really um enjoyed that and well done on all the success with that song because it was fantastic I'm glad you liked it thank you um yeah the reason I didn't really pick that one is just because that was much more of um a broad idea and it got changed so dramatically in the studio wow. that it didn't really feel right for me to say that I wrote this song and talk about it because although the idea, like the riff, uh, yeah, I won't, because obviously we're supposed to be doing what mine's, I'll just say a little bit, but like um, the, the main riff from that song came from when I was about, uh, I think about 17, recording stuff on my phone, just blah, blah, blah. I went back through it a couple of years later and I was like, what was that? And I just kind of worked out again. Yeah. And um, yeah, and from that, we had like three or four different versions that um, we tried to make a song with nuns and none of them ever worked. Um, until we decided we we're going to just bring it to um, these guys that, that produced the last three songs, Prey, Sign of Blood and Ma- Matches, um, a trio of guys we work with called, uh, well, the, the producer we work with called, it's called Alex Loring, another band recommendation, Big Spring, insane, just like yeah. they popped up on my Spotify and I was like, I need to find out who produced this band and I need to ask them to produce me. Wow. And it turned out to be the basis from the band and from that we made those songs and um yeah, that's another top tip for musicians. If you like a song, get in contact with them mm. and see if you can find out who produced because that's exactly what we did. And man, like it was really nice to kind of just go in with them and like bring a song and say, I'm happy with you guys to work with us and we'll change it because I don't like how it is now. And we kind of just restructured everything, like cut out. There were so many other little um, musical moments that we were just like, no, let's make this simple as the simplest nuns we can possibly do. And basically that's how we came up with that, just to make it 330, 340, just kind of like the hullabaloo approach, basically. And instead of being like, let's be like weird, be like, what happens if nuns isn't weird? And that was the answer to that question kind of thing. So yeah, that's how we did that Amazing. No, that was really cool. I'm glad, don't worry about going off track about the song because... two really really standout songs and uh, I'm glad I asked you about that because I did want to find out and um, so yeah you guys check out that song as well because it's awesome and check out the rest of the nuns as well just while just while um, I'm reminded of that um, okay so I can't remember now I've got to say to the folks that nuns got played on Radio 1 I think I remember this and I was like oh my goodness like you know it was such a big moment for you guys what song was was this was it Mind's Eye? That was Matches, actually. Oh, yeah. we're, uh, all, how awkward. I got it wrong. I thought it was this one. Sorry. Oh, go no, back yeah. To... No, that was like last year, I think. Wow. Um, so yeah, cool. so that was, that was um, a really nice surprise to just pop in your inbox. Just like, oh, Hugh Stevens listened, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be on the show. I was like, no. no it's, uh, right. it's not true. It's no, a dream. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That well done. It's surreal. Thank, I mean, like, I can't really put it down to any. I think, you know, we've got such a nice like BBC introducing team um where we're from like um the Worcester area um and Andrew Marston kind of passed it up the chain as far as I can work out because I've never really got to the end of it I think that's how it got to Hugh Stevens 
And um, so, yeah, that was that was a, a lush little surprise and it kind of spurred us on to keep going because sometimes you need that little boost, you know? Yeah. yeah sorry about that, Troy. I, I, in my head, I thought <laughs> just because you've got so many views on this, um, I know we shouldn't, I don't really like to go by numbers. Um, <laughs> I do, but I don't because I don't want to make people feel inferior. If there's another guest who haven't got as much plays on their videos like you guys have, but you do have a massive following. I noticed on, I know Mind's Eye came out 2017, I think, was it? Was it summer, spring? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I believe um, so. Something, yeah, I thought in my head, I thought it was more 2018, but I think that's when I first heard it. And um, it's, yeah, well, the question that I want to ask really is, and we've kind of gone in and out of this, but what was the, such a stupid question, because I know it's gone down really well, but what was the initial first feedback you heard from Mind's Eye, from fans, from, uh, I guess, I guess you guys didn't produce it yourselves, did you? You went to a studio yeah, we um, we went in with a guy called Scott Marnie, who's like an old friend, again, that, um, well, didn't meet from uni, but we hung out a lot in uni, I knew him before, and um, he has his own band. Again, you should check out Winchester, who are an amazing... Get that um, down, guys, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, again, literally just insanely talented, um, such, um, like... I always find like with when you work with different producers, they'll always have like a different way of working. Scott, he just ha- he just channels your own energy and bounces it back. It's amazing. You'd be like, what do you think this idea? And it's like, mate, that's amazing. Like, do do that, but like double as wild. He'll just make everything so much more wild. And that's kind of how Minds Eye, I think, was just sounded so energetic and so full. Um, was basically because of his direction. Um, and yeah, so interestingly, like if we're talking about reaction, um, this kind of this song and this reaction is why I think Nuns is still a thing. Um, so originally I wrote it as like a demo on SoundCloud before it was properly done. And I um, was just submitting it everywhere to like, you know, get a gauge of what people thought. And um, yeah, one thing like you'll realize is you really need thick skin if you want to be, you know, taken seriously or, you know, you put it on socials, especially ones where people can remain anonymous. We're posting a lot to Reddit and, um, I just got annihilated. Like, what is this? What? You know, like, oh, your voice is terrible. I didn't expect that. Wow. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people were like, I like this rhythm. Um, but that's that's the great thing you'll get. Because you can ask your mates and your mates will will tell you within a degree what they really think. But at the same time, they're still your mates and they don't want to be like pissing you off too much, you know? So, uh, you know if you take it to an anonymous source, they're not going to mince their words. And you can kind of take that, although it's still just a stranger on the internet, you know, you can still gauge like what the general feel is. And um, the general feel was, it was a good song, but I'd done a shitty job recording it, which is true because I'm terrible at that. So from that, we kind of re, you know, I took it to the studio being like, you know, I know this has potential because I've seen the initial reaction, Um, but I didn't expect it um, to take off the way it did. Like, so we posted it. Um, I did the same thing. I posted it to Reddit, um, specifically the guitar forum. And it just kind of overnight, I woke up and it was like the top post for like, and then it was the next two days. And I'm pretty sure, um, another tip, basically Spotify, the the algorithm will sprawl through other feeds. It'll check Instagram. It'll check everything. Blog posts, they'll rate blog posts by you know how um, much clout each one has and spotify's algorithm will then use that information to gauge whether it should be playlisted including reddit so it will go through reddit look for mentions of a specific name 
And then if there's a lot and a positive reaction, it gets more chance of being playlisted. I, I'm pretty sure this is why after a couple of days I woke up and I thought my phone had malfunctioned because we've gone from like 40 listeners um, a month to I think it was 13,000. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, just overnight I woke up and I messaged the band like, look, my phone's being weird. And I posted, I was like, yeah, no, that can't be right. But waited another day and it didn't go down. And then it just kind of stayed there for like a couple of weeks while it was on Discover Weekly. And from that reaction, that's where we got most of our fan base from either Reddit or Spotify. And because it was from these um, national sources, we didn't really have like a local following before we had um, a bigger one, if that makes sense. We kind of done it the opposite way around. Um, So it was was actually like I had no idea how to market or anything. So it was actually a really big challenge to work out like how the hell do I appeal to all these people? And uh, that's still a challenge, to be honest. But um, so, yeah, that was the initial reaction. It was a complete surprise. But because of that, we were like, my God, we need to keep making music, you know? Yeah. So that's how that Oh, my gosh. I think there's so many things in that. Like, first of all, I did wonder, because on YouTube, again, when I was scrolling through the comments, all I saw was, checked you guys out on Reddit. Saw you on Reddit. Thank you, Reddit, for giving us this band. And I thought... To be completely honest, I've never really looked into Reddit too much. I certainly didn't think that it would link, like you said, to the Discover Weeklies. And because that's how I discover my favorite music. And you just you look at the artists and they do. They're in the thousands and you think fair play. This is an absolute tune. But what I was going to like the main thing that I got from that. And I'm shocked when you said you put it as a little demo on uh, SoundCloud. Good old SoundCloud. Like, do we not all do that, guys, when we have we want to test it out with people who we know are going to probably, like you said, annihilate us. And with me, my SoundCloud is Submit Hub. You get lovely stuff and you get a bit like, why do you songwrite? You're terrible at mixing. (laughs) But but it goes to show as well that not only did you get annihilated and it suddenly became this like obviously incredible viewed song and but I think it goes to show that it's I think production is we all know it's fundamental but look what happened when well I suppose so so did you do a mix you were the one who did the mix for the SoundCloud version yes is that I right? did everything on, um, on a crappy laptop basically so I just kind of manufactured crappy drums just the whole thing um I'm you know I wasn't pretending I was I was great at that side. I was like, do you like my idea? Um, but again, they eviscerated my production skills. So I was like, you know what? I probably won't get into that side of things. Um, but again, I think that's, as well, it's definitely more expensive to do it with other people. But again, like I was talking about how different producers will push you different ways. Getting that extra voice, like a fresh voice, I find just absolutely integral. Um because I, I get quite um, introspective, I guess, and I'll let an idea fester for too long and then I won't know if it's good or not. I really need that other voice. Um, but yeah, it, it just shows that like having the right person on your team makes the, the biggest difference. Absolutely. It's, it's a healthy message because I think a lot of artists and people who I've spoke to this week have said, sometimes we do want to be our own producers because we're scared that the intention, our own original, I'm terrible for that. I, I know that I'm no good producer, but I know a few things, but let's be honest. I, um, you want to be precious about your work, but your I think your message and what a lot of people have learned when you've got the right person, it's like finding, I guess, people who have therapy. I've never had any kind of therapist or counselor, but I heard a quote the other day, you can go through about 10 different therapists and it's going to still take you about a year to find one. It could be the same with a dietitian or I guess even, well, a podcast, you know, and 
it's like yeah. you found the right people and it's what's great Troy is that you're really um you really praise your peers and I love that you're there's so many supportive artists and to an extent I think lockdown I'll ask you about that in a minute about the whole uh crisis but um because I'm curious about how you how you do a take on it creatively but I just want to say I think that's great for you guys as well to listen you know it's um Troy's mentioned about five or six different artists and even though you might have had a, a, the best well, time with people. Yeah. You know, but. I, yeah, I just think yeah, it's, you know, you, I, I definitely didn't get, I mean, we're not like massive or anything, but we wouldn't be anywhere near as successful if we didn't, you know, first of all, go for the right person and then also let them in and let them yeah. do their work. I feel like it's definitely got easier over time, but at the start, so one of the reasons I'm talking about Mindset is because I did everything. And I was very precious at that point about doing everything. Like from the demo to the actual song, uh, we didn't change anything structure-wise because, again, I wouldn't really allow it. But take that to what I said about matches and just being like, do what you want. Yeah. I think I did. it did take me a few years to learn that, you know, even though it's your idea, it, it doesn't make a difference. And in fact, it's better to let more people help if you trust those people. I'd like to put that, you know, in little... True. because yeah, otherwise yeah. You let, yeah you let the wrong people in and then all of a sudden or you can get like power struggles you can get the song going in a direction that you don't want but it's too late you know yeah. um so you know you've always got to set kind of boundaries but i think it's really really important that you find the right yeah. team and it obviously worked for those there's two huge releases to me they're the two which probably do come up with the most views or to me they're the ones that i've seen the most when i was over the past few years just when i followed you guys it's been those have been especially probably mind's eye, uh, to be honest. But um yeah, yeah that's the so many things. That's that's awesome. That's really, really cool. And um I have to ask, uh, you know what's coming. It's the question everybody hates, but I really I'm curious because you seem very, very proactive. When I, the stuff I've seen uh, you guys post, so there's always something that you're posting. And how actually no, have you been motivated to the same level as you were pre-COVID? You know, has it been, has it been a struggle? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's been really hard, um, you know, um, just because you'll have like a plan. Like I'm a planner. I really like to know, you know, quarterly, you know, next year, where are we going to be? Like I'll set myself goals for the year, you know, some unrealistic, some like that I want to hit. But obviously last year I didn't know any of them, you know what I mean? Oh. Um, so that kind of, it's demoralizing, but at the same time, everyone is in the same boat. You know, you can't really put too much pressure on yourself. Um, although, I, you know, I do see online a lot of people um, almost shaming people. I, I see it sometimes like, you know, you've got this time. Why aren't you being productive? Why aren't you being creative? But you don't really know how people are coping in lockdown. A lot of people don't cope well with isolation or being on their own. You know, some people, I'm quite lucky. I live with my family, you know, so I've got people to talk to. But a lot of other creatives, you know, they're not going to have a support network. So to say to like these people, you know, oh, why haven't you done so much? Well, like mental health is a massive thing, obviously, right now. And to then shame people on top of that, like, why aren't you, why aren't you creating? It's like, you know, just create. I don't think it's that easy. And um, I did struggle for a while to bring myself to be creative again. And it's only, um, it's only really recently that I've started to really look back at nuns and start marketing it because I've got this release coming out, this new EP that we recorded last year. Um, and up until recently, I was I just hadn't come up with um, you know, a release date or a schedule because I couldn't really picture it or think like, how is the world going to be when I release this? But at some point, you've got to say, well, 
I have no idea. I have to release this. And from that point, I kind of got back into the swing of things. And I'll say that, like, if, you know, if you can't find yourself being creative, I would say do what I've been doing and learn a new skill that can help. Like, I, my band works best when we're in the same room. So that hasn't really been an option. But instead, I've been learning how to market um, and create um, just journeys for a fan to go on. So, like, as soon as I get someone who likes my band, I'm really trying to make it so I can show them around kind of thing. And by the end of it, hopefully have like um, someone that never leaves, you know. And I think that's um, a different skill that's important to learn. And you have the time right now to learn it. So that's what I've been doing. That's it's quite a unanimous uh, answer, which has been great because I think even before I was speaking to, uh, what's her name? Oh, I've gone blank. Emily, uh, this girl called Emily, and uh, she's really talented. But she was saying, you know, it's it's um, similar thing where you're just kind of um, it is making the most of that time. And it's interesting. You you say uh, your skill that you learned. Obviously, it's connected to the music. You know, it, marketing all this stuff is absolutely it's 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 like the thing to do now because we're all we are competing. You know, and not in a negative way or, or in, you know, some malicious way, but we want to get off, you know, we want to get fans and followed and, um, but that's already good how you've done that. I, I, I guess it makes sense because you do seem very proactive online and uh, that, so that would make sense, but it seems like a healthy piece of advice that, um, who else was talking to me about it? Maybe Sam Lambeth, actually, he, um, he was saying, oh, yeah he was like, uh, it's actually given, he's been like, no, I've actually thrived and I've got time to do the things that I wouldn't have been able to do in the real or, or the normal. So I can see where you're coming from, but you seem very positive, Troy. And I think that's, uh, it makes sense. You don't make that much music, I don't think, and have such a successful without being positive and optimistic. And you could just tell that you absolutely in love with making music. And that's, that goes for everybody actually on this, this show, which, um, the show podcast, whatever. Um, but also you mentioned just before we finish, because I've, I've got a bit over what um, something really exciting you mentioned. You mentioned an EP, which so that was recorded 2020. Is that right? Yeah. So in the midst of everything, I think we got away with it. Like, um, I think like lockdown literally hit like the next week. So Whoa. we got so lucky. But um, yeah. it's been in the works for basically, again, this is just another thing that we basically lucked out on it was right place right time we went down to this bbc introducing event in london um uh bbc introducing live and you basically go there and you can meet djs and you the idea is you find like-minded musicians and just you know create new networks and that and um we got really lucky and then we were speaking to these guys from core recording studios and they were having a competition on free studio time so you put down your spotify blah 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 then a couple of months later they're like oh uh you won i was like what so basically oh, yeah. this EP was basically a freebie because of that. And I was really worried we weren't going to be able to, you know, operate on it. But um, no, it was, it was fucking, can I swear on this year? Anyway, um, but it was, it was it's great. Fine. It was, I, I told people not to, but it's at the point now where so many people have done. You're fine. I think it's the first time. So you're fine, Troy. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> All right, you can bleep me if you want. Um, but yeah, we got to basically work with um, a producer, that like the week before he'd worked with Richard Ashcroft and like the people he'd worked with in the past are just insane. Like, um, what was he saying? He's been working with, uh, gosh, it's all falling out of my head now. Um, but basically the studio that's had like Razorlight, Florence Against the Machine, um, all these bands kind of passed through and all of a sudden we were just there. It was madness. And it was really cute, really. Dan, our, um, I shouldn't say cute, our Dan, our guitarist, 
it was it's his first proper band so he was just like doe-eyed like this is amazing oh. so it was really nice to uh, yeah so we got really lucky being able to first of all get the opportunity second of all actually be able to do it Whoa. in this um we had like two days to record three three, three songs and then um so yeah we're going to release it march 5th our first single is coming out say la vie and then the ep is coming out on the 19th and it's called the world's gone crazy and so have i because it does feel that way yeah. um but yeah so that's yeah that's how we're um we're trying to keep active i guess mm. right now I think it's exciting no, no matter what happens. I think just to think uh, you're going to do plans, you're going to go through the plans anyway, and you've got this release. I think there's nothing, I think, again, Sam Lambeth, he was saying um, he, he's got some, I think he's got an album coming up. Might have been somebody else, actually, but it, it makes it exciting. Even if pe- things don't go back to normal, people can't go to gigs. It's like, this is happening. You guys are going to release that. And no matter if you've got to play a few li- uh, like live stream sessions, I think it's still a thing. Yeah. And, it's an EP and you know in the future we could tell all all the fans who are going to grow to love nuns it's like this happened in the pandemic and I just can't believe I can't get over the timing uh, of what you said last year you actually got to do it I mean look at the you know it's the only I think artist who I've met who actually got just there in time and um but that sounds amazing and well done for winning that by the way it must have been a massive like whoa what I, was, I almost just i thought it was spam i didn't even open it at first oh email no, yeah. <laughs> um, and then i thought they were trying to like cheat me out of some money or something i was well suspicious um yeah. but yeah no it was just it just so happened the guys who run the studio and really into like stoner rock and desert rock so like we're yeah. just a shoo-in so like uh, basically yeah we got we got well lucky i'm not gonna lie and yeah. pretend that i earned that we we have just had a stroke of luck you know, um, Very so it, 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 well, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to make your own opportunities, like by turning up to things, you know, um, but still there was no guarantee of anything actually happening. So it is just luck as well, you know, um, there was yeah. networking events. I remember because when I was studying at uh, USW, which was around, there was, I couldn't go to, it. I think there was something, I think I caught the flu or something. And I remember that event, I think my classmates went to it, but it's one, just another thing that COVID's took away is every event that's, I mean, the, there's ones that would have been happening, billions of things because of the internet. And it's just a curse that that's been taken away. And um, for those suffering, like, we're all with you because there, there is no, there is so much opportunity, but I think it's just 10 times harder now that it's on a different platform. And um, it just makes you, it makes people like us, like I finished my uni course, my songwriting course. And then literally a month after we graduated, it was the world's, the world's corrupt. The world's gone mad. So I, I was the same as you. Yeah. I, I um, Yeah. It was exactly the same. And now the students from there and just the opportunities and the networking, they're like, you guys had it good. And it's like, yeah, but it's, it's a blessing, I think. And um, I'm glad you also had a moment like that too where you know it's not going to be the same for a while but but anyway Troy I've, sorry I've gone on I've took your time and no. guys um I just want to say thank you so much Troy this is going to be awesome for your fans but also for just random listeners and I could take so much from that so thank you so much you've been a star no thank you so much for having me it's been um it's been really fun so I've you know not much human contact these days so it's nice to have a conversation with someone you know so About yeah um, also, yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's just um, it's a really cool idea as well. So I wish you all the luck with this. Like I hope it goes really well. Thank you so much, uh, guys. I'm going to play Mind's Eye now, but uh, for now that was Troy Titley. Cheers, Troy.